Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I have some advance apologies for you, Jordan. Ooh, love, love it. That's my, you know, it's my favorite section in the New York Times. I just, I don't know how good of a job I'm going to do on this week's Jordan, Jesse Go, because I am full of taters. Oh my gosh, too many taters. That's my favorite Larry the Cable Guy special, by the way. Too many taters. He is on fucking fire in that one. I mean, just raw, raw, real Cable Guy. And um, he's never been better. Jordan, can I tell you the truth? Is it okay if I just sort of like put my cards on the table here? Do I hear, I hear a fucking baby voice seeping in. Is this going to be a baby voice thing? If it is, no, I don't want to see the cards. Here's what happened, Jordan. Okay. I, I made some taters. Right. I served I served them on the dinner plates. Right. And I, I ate all my taters. Like I cleaned up I cleaned up my plate, you know? Well yeah, so, I mean you wanna be a you wanna be the uh, uh you wanna be in the clean plate club. I know I know you. You're a man who likes an accolade. You like a you like a ribbon. My mama gave me some home training. Mm-hmm. And then, no baby voice, by the way. I'm just, just keeping my keeping my sights on you. I'm cleaning up the kitchen, right? And there's a pan with some more taters there. Oh, interesting, interesting. They look so good, Jordan. I like oh, I like where this is going. Good, <laughs> dear Penthouse Forum. <laughs> I never thought this would happen to me. I had finished all my taters. So I put some more taters in my mouth, Jordan. Oh, boy. From, did you put them, did you use a utensil where you just, just shoveling them in with the hands? hands Okay, hold on. Anecdote over. Anecdote over. Once, (laughs) you talk like a grown-up. We have some guests on this week's Jordan, Jesse, Go. Jordan, shall we introduce them? Yeah, we do. No, it's so gross. We've just been waiting for you to introduce us. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, we crave crave the introduction. Joining us. I made us stinky. Wait, who's good at it? Dave. Dave. It's Dave. Wow, he but it's unfair. He has babies, so I'm, oh. I don't know what a baby sounds Graham, like. Graham, you're just you're just guessing <laughs> yeah. what a baby sounds like. It's so tough to be a baby. Whoa, it's horrible. Je m'appelle Jordi. Is <laughs> a French baby? This this is also Dave's voice for a Goblin and for the singer Duff, Duffy. Yeah, yeah, Duffy. <laughs> You got me begging you for mercy. Yeah, yeah. It's also Meatwad. <laughs> and Bobby from Bobby's World. Whoa. Uh, our, our guests on the program are joining us all the way from the southwest corner of the great nation of Canada. They're the hosts of Stop Podcasting Yourself, Graham Clark and Dave Shumka. Uh, Dave, sorry, we're going to have to let you go. Too much of that voice. Ah, well, uh, you're tough affair, and enjoy your night. (laughs) Bye, Meatwad. (laughs) See you later on Adult Swim. (laughs) This is the, gentlemen, this is the crossover event of the century we're running here. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is a real Flintstones and Jetsons moment. <laughs> Which ones are we, Jesse? Are we the Flintstones or the Jetsons? <laughs> oh, boy, that's tough. I mean, on the one hand, I have a robot made. On the other hand, <laughs> I like to push my car with my two feet. That's true. It's tough. But I think we can both agree we're all real boring. <laughs> we're, we all used to be in prime time. <laughs> Modern children would find us all very boring. <sighs> My daughter uh, announced today that she really wants to see the 2002 Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, really? Wow. Did your daughter watch the new Scooby-Doo movie called Scoob that came out this weekend? Uh, not yet, and I don't know why. Sh- I think maybe it is... You know, once in a while we deal with people who uh, tell us, I've been listening to Jordan Jesse Go for the last seven years. I'm up to episode 220. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I think she might be that person. I think mm. uh, she may have uh, the compulsion to backfill before so she knows the the full canon right yeah and there's a rich catalog for her to explore sure there's all 30 episodes of scooby-doo there's 12 (laughs) episodes of the new (laughs) scooby-doo and then uh 10 where they meet the harlem globetrotters (laughs) that's there are about as many Harlem Globetrotters episodes as there are non-Harlem Globetrotters episodes. <laughs> Do the Harlem Globetrotters help them, or are they after the Harlem Globetrotters? The Harlem Globetrotters are perpetuating some kind of paranormal hoax in order to, uh, I don't know, um, uh, profit from some kind of people being scared of a ghost. Isn't that it's like... That is the plot line of every episode. That yeah. is a heavy-duty heel turn for the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I would expect, expect that, that from, kind the of thing from the Washington Generals. <laughs> Jinx. Oh, boy, there's a little bit of a lag here on my line. I... Uh, there's only so many jokes you can make about the Harlem Globetrotters. I wouldn't be expecting that from the Washington Generals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I became aware of this kind of recently. I guess those two thousand early two thousand Scooby Doo movies have like memes associated with them. It's one of those things like you know Space Jam or a Goofy movie that were like very important to people who are like five years younger than us. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, the the Emperor's New Groove crowd. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm an Emperor's New Groove man, but I but I definitely know that that is a movie that. That nobody on one or two years uh, uh, over or under me has any connection to. Um, Right. But yeah, yes, same category. And I think that there were some like cartoons that like jumped off of those movies. And there were some scenes where Shaggy was very buff. And I think that people (laughs) are horny for that. Mm, now, buff Shaggy, yes. Buff Shaggy apparently uh, is is a daddy. It, wow, that really scratches an itch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think people want him to choke them? <laughs> Again, I, I, I have a hard time with some of these memes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if your daughter, your, does your, does Jesse, is your daughter aware of memes? How, how young she- do kids... Do kids become aware of memes? Well, she is in a place where she knows what memes are and makes memes, mm. but does not understand the premise or operation of memes. So she's not a meme lord, then? <laughs> mm, 
clear. Well, I mean, I I think that meme lord is gendered. Oh, I'm um, sorry. So I think she would be a meme lady. <laughs> meme lady. Uh, or a meme duchess. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the meme hierarchy is very complicated. Yeah. But um, she's certainly a member of the meme landed gentry. <laughs> uh, she She will take a picture of a puppy and then write something on top of it but it won't have to do with the puppy so she's still working out the ways that these things operate it's very complicated it's difficult for me i'm 39 years old yeah i do not get the anime guy holding the butterfly Mm. I've looked at that so many times. <laughs> Is this the anime guy holding a butterfly? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, Dave, have you guys, have you watched the Scoob movie with your kids or any Scooby-Doo related materials? We did watch the Scoob movie because the last, uh, the last like new release that came out uh, during the pandemic was the Trolls 2 movie. And it was, uh, th- we were very much looking forward to that. Uh, we were not looking forward to the Scoob movie, but I was like, oh, since it's new, w- w- let's check it out. And of course, to rent a new release, it is $25 <laughs> <laughs> for 48 hours. Sure. So you try to get as many viewings as, as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so whether it was good or bad, you're just going to watch it six times back to back. That's like trying to buy a VHS copy of Jaws in 1985. <laughs> yeah. I just re- looked this up, and Scooby-Doo and Kiss made a movie together. Wow. <laughs> yeah. In 2015, so not <laughs> like a long time ago. Wow. So, like, yeah. they think that kids in 2015 would care about Kiss? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we bought or rented this movie when I could have just probably found that one for free and told them that was the new one. <laughs> Kids in 2015 were more into Bowie, I think. Right. <laughs> That's right. Well, they only had one year left with him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and he wasn't a sellout. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good. Uh, uh, Will Forte as Shaggy. Oh, that's oh. good casting. That's it a is strong very good casting. casting. That's a strong choice. My brother-in-law went through a very heavy period. My brother-in-law is like... Gosh, I think he's about 12 or 15 years younger than me. And uh, he went through a very serious Scooby-Doo phase where all he watched was Scooby-Doo. And I'm talking about months where he exclusively watched Scooby-Doo. And, you know, you watch a couple of those things, you really start to see the bones. You know what I mean? Mm, you sure. start to... <laughs> Especially if they're chasing after a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys want to wrap it up for the night? <laughs> now, the listener doesn't know this, but because uh, in the normal Jordan Jesse go, you hear Brian laughing, uh, you know, in in the next room. Ooh, a peek behind I'm the I'm getting scenes. it right in my ears. <laughs> yeah, we should have told you to wear earplugs. <laughs> it's like going to a hardcore concert. What did what did uh, Dave? What did your what did your kids think of Scooby Doo? Like, I, I imagine something like that has a lot of like callbacks. I bet there's like a you know, is there like a was there like a, a thinly veiled drug joke and and things um, like that? Yeah, I, I, I in the first like ten minutes they go through all the kind of like, uh, like they they run into a you know haunted house as kids and you see them. 
uh, run into like a guy who they accidentally uh, r- reveal as a guy who was not really a ghost, but was trying to you know make his house seem haunted so people didn't know he was like bootlegging merchandise. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and he he says I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Oh sure. So it's all callbacks in the first ten minutes, and then uh, I went to the other room. <laughs> I trust this movie to raise my kids. So, yeah. Dave, what? what was going on in the other room? <laughs> uh, quiet. Oh, good. <laughs> Dave, what kind of merchandise was the old man bootlegging? Yeah, uh, I guess it wasn't bootlegging. I don't know. He just had a lot of like f- flat screen TVs, and mm. uh, I want to say a mop. that was just for cleaning up (laughs) the classic tools of the criminals trade right um we were talking a bit uh a bit a bit before we started the record um and uh graham you were saying that you have been very very busy with some of your signature beard paintings yeah yeah um for anybody who uh says what the hell is that uh it's uh (laughs) i paint Using the beard that is currently on my face. I don't make brushes or anything. How big a beard is this? This, uh, it goes past my nipples. So, uh, but I also have very oh. high nipples. So, <laughs> you do the math. Well, that's what happens when you spend years sleeping suspended from your nipples. <laughs> I mean, it's what I always hoped for. But now I'm here and yeah. I feel great. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I, I paint uh, I've been doing commissions So I paint whatever uh, the people want And then sell them And uh, give the money off to charity Ooh. Are there any limits to your commissions? Uh, has anyone requested anything erotic that you wouldn't do? I would do anti- erotic Anti-Christian <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, within reason Whatever the people want But then, uh, So you, you know, would no- do Darwin giving Jesus a swirly <laughs> Or a blowjob These are two options <laughs> oh, Sounds hot <laughs> Um, but so yeah, what have been the what have been the trends? Because people are people can request. Yeah, are you noticing any any trends? Anything like that? A lot, a lot of dogs, a lot of cats, mm-hmm. uh, and then some people will say just do whatever you want. Or uh, there's one uh, guy that wanted the you know Twin Peaks, the uh, Black Lodge with the curtains uh-huh. and the crazy floor. I have not I have not sat down to watch Twin Peaks, but that sounds like something that would be in Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. So somebody wanted that. I mostly know David Lynch from his work trying to get enough people to do transcendental meditation at the same time so that everyone can fly. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is that a real thing that occurred? Yeah. Yeah, that's very real. I used to get press releases about it uh, from his, his foundation. Uh, and they're very nice people. They're really lovely people. And that really was his goal was to get enough people to do it at the same time so that everyone on earth, if I remember correctly, could levitate. In Canada, there's a guy that was called Doug Henning, who was a magician, and he ran for prime minister on that platform of transcendental yeah. The natural law party. Wow. Yeah, the natural law party. That's right. I have one of their pins. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the... Is that the biggest Canadian celebrity to ever run for office? Yeah, the one time Mr. Peanut ran in Vancouver for mayor. <laughs> Is Mr. Peanut Canadian? No. <laughs> Is he naturalized? I mean, we know he's not native born. But No, that's uh, true, but he had asylum here. 
Because <laughs> oh, of persecution by uh, George Washington Carver. <laughs> That's right. And Jimmy Carter, when he got yeah. into office, it was he very wants complicated. He to make me into a meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere to hide. <laughs> yeah, when people do say, just go nuts and paint whatever you want, what have you been doing for that? Um, my favorite one that I did, and I haven't, uh, I haven't sent it off yet, is the Pink Panther, uh, thinking about both a hot dog and a hamburger in separate thought bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Did you see this? I mean, I under, look, I know enough about semiotics to know that, uh, you know, art exists both within the a text is it, it exists both within the person who is interpreting it and in the person who created it. But for you, the creator, were these parallel lines of thought, or was this an active conflict? Ah, the uh, he's got an expression on his face that says he really doesn't know which one he's going to choose, and I feel like that <laughs> tension is expressed in the painting. Yeah. I mean, for me, easy choice. I'm going hamburger all day long, but I'm not a panther and I'm regular colored. I am pinkish. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If c- confronted with the same choice, I'm not sure what I would do. And I prefer to just leave it that way and if, find out if I'm flight or fright, you know, hot dog <laughs> or hamburger. Dave, what about you? Where are you going? Dog or berg? Oh, boy. I, you know, I'm a berg. I got to go berg. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 brass tacks, uh, I got to go Berg. I'll take a hot dog <laughs> any day of the week, but, or, you know, yeah. it, it, it's got to be Berg. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big problem where I mix up my fight and flight and uh, dogger Berg. So a lot of times at barbecues, I'll hit someone or just bolt. <laughs> uh, and when I'm at the ball game, you know. This start flying. Yeah. Well, if we meditate hard enough. <laughs> it did. You know, I was cornered in an alley once, but I happened to have some conies on me. Mm. You know, Coney Island Red Hots. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Talked my way out that way. <laughs> Offered him a Coney Island Red Hot or Coney. Coney. Coney 2012, guys. <laughs> sure. What was that about? I, re- I remember that as a thing. Uh, I think we were trying to, like... Uh... Uh, we, we were mad at a guy who made child soldiers, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we, we forgive him. And then the guy who invented it, uh, invented, uh, the guy who came up with the Coney 2012, didn't he, he went berserk and like was walking down the street naked and got arrested. Yeah. No, you're thinking yeah. of Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't make Coney 2012. Uh, he made the television show Martin. Oh, that's right. I got confused. My wires got crossed. But when something like that, when something like that happens, aren't you always like, oh, maybe he was right. And like powerful people got to him and made him go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although I I never like, also, I believed him from the start. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even though I didn't know, because he could have just been launching a campaign against his neighbor, Coney. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do any research. Prior to that, I wasn't like, oh, I love Coney. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a Coney man <laughs> Yeah Dave you made that video Coney 2011 but it was yeah. pro Coney Pro Coney and like uh, Just like how, how what, what can Coney do for you <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he had a he previously before the child soldier thing had a rep as a chill dude. And Coney's not the San Francisco treat, right? No, that's that's rice a roni. Rice a roni. Rice a roni. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a common misconception. You know, I had never had rice a roni before, uh, despite my heritage as a native San Francisco. Wait, wait, Jesse, where are you from? Uh, I'm from just outside Oakland. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, my, I, I, I like put on the shopping list uh, Mexican rice, you know, like a box of, uh, you know, tomato rice for serving under refried beans or whatever. And uh, my wife was at a grocery store that maybe only had one kind, but she brought rice kind. Hmm. And I had never had rice aroni. I think rice aroni is a combination of rice and macaroni. Like I had never really thought it through. <laughs> but it's like Yeah, now that we're talking about it, I also don't know what rice aroni we is. We were talking about on our podcast, stop podcasting yourself. It's on maximumfun.org. Um you there's like I have only ever had like a couple of those kind of prepackaged hamburger helper or stovetop stuffing. And I have never had rice aroni. Yeah, you've only had shake and bake like a lickum stick, if I remember correctly. Yes, exactly. That's right. Yeah, we're freaks that way up here. So, what is? Yeah. Was it? Did you try it? Well, I didn't cook it. <laughs> There's your first problem. <laughs> I, I think it's macaronis that are shaped like grains of rice. You're thinking of orzo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it also might be a mix of rice-shaped macaronis and rices, grains of rice. Hmm. Those would cook at different p- speeds and temperatures. Well, let's let the on... listeners help us out. Do you know what rice aroni is? <laughs> yeah. These are your action <laughs> items. Send us week. your best guess. <laughs> I, had a, I almost called in an overseen to your show, uh, Dave and Graham. It wasn't good enough, uh, but this show sucks. I might as well throw it out now. <laughs> Do you want me to play the overheard theme song? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we can do we can do some kind of bad overheard overscenes on this show. And if you guys want to do some subpar Walton Goggins jingles on your show, <laughs> you guys can feel free feel free to do that. I uh, I was driving down the California coast uh, this past week, and I was in like a like a farming area south of San Francisco, maybe an hour south of San Francisco or so. And there was a huge homemade sign uh, by the side of the road that said free dirt in capital letters, giant capital letters. And then underneath real small, like it was like a like like it was the fine print on a on a false promise said, but not you, Jesse. In parentheses, it said it said clean. <laughs> that is, that's the pinnacle yeah. of false advertising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, what is the difference between clean and not clean dirt? Well, one's dirt and one ain't. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. One gets stains out and the other one creates stains. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it really upset me. Well, that's all I got on that front. <laughs> I, lo- I loved it. You could have sent that in. That was great. Thank you, Graham. Yeah, you could you write it in. Graham is in charge of the write, written in ones. I do the uh, called in ones, and I uh, well usually I have a higher I, standard. Usually, when I call, if I call it in, then sometimes Dave plays it and then picks on me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
But I, I think I don't know if I can. I don't know if I sometimes play it. I think I play it one hundred percent of the time. You've called it in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Jordan, have you been? I have. I have like an overheard that I've saved since maybe two thousand twelve. Uh, in case I ever made an appearance on uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself. I did once. I want to be clear. Uh, I did once, and uh, it was a live show that uh, Brian fucked up the recording on. Sorry, Brian. Sorry, I don't mean to throw you under the bus. We love you anyway. Uh, and uh, But I think I did okay. But I think I still maybe have the same overheard that I have had since then, just in case. Sort of like you might think about like what story you would tell if you were ever booked on Letterman. Mm. Right. Um, I'd tell the sure. story about the time I came up with an overheard, and he'd be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> also, yeah. he'd be like, how did I get here? I retired five years ago. I, now I just interview Michelle Obama. <laughs> right. I've got this thing about a dirt sign yeah. that I plan on stealing. <laughs> um, Wait a minute. <laughs> we did that tour. We did a show in... you Stop podcasting yourself, and Jordan Jessica did shows in... Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver, and they were all, uh, all the recordings weren't bad. Uh, Brian, you, I don't know how you kept your job all these years. <laughs> and those were, th- guys, those were wild shows. They're lost to the ages, but uh, let's just say if you remember the J.J. Go spy shows, you weren't at the J.J. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. spy shows. <laughs> and if you have to ask which one of you is the J.J. Go spy shows, you're the J.J. Go spy show. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't decide between a hot dog and a hamburger, you're the Pink Panther. <laughs> that was a really weird Jeff Foxworthy bit. He was getting he in was, kind of a Dadaist. He went phase, through a long he? series of follow ups and never quite hit on anything until Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Was that my friend pointed out that if Jeff Foxworthy had existed in the Twitter era, that would have been a trend for one day, not an entire career. Like just you would be a redneck if would only be trending for a day and then everybody'd move on. So I remember I remember watching a television show that Jeff Foxworthy hosted in the long after the You Might Be a Redneck era and even maybe five years after the peak of blue collar comedy. And the two things that I remember most about it, as someone who really, other than you might be a redneck, had not paid attention to Jeff Foxworthy, were uh, that he was doing a great job hosting the show. I was like, God, he is convivial. And also, for a man with that goofy of like a Burt Reynolds mustache who's a stand-up comedian, he's very handsome. I remember thinking, I never realized this until I watched him, you know, in moving pictures or whatever, uh, but a very handsome man, Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, I called him daddy and he choked me. <laughs> this might be getting you off if. <laughs> that was on the Bible challenge, right? Jeff, the Bible challenge? <laughs> yeah, you might exactly. be a sub if. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Ron White is daddy. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, boy, I'm Googling Jeff Foxworthy images. You know, he's he's okay. No, I think he's very handsome. I think he's a dreamboat. Just admit it, David. Oh boy, I guess I'm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm being. I'm being bullied into being horny for Jeff Foxworthy now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, David. You're horny for the fox. 
His high school. I found his high. He's a silver fox. I found his high school yearbook photos. He has a mustache. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys, but I only have eyes for Steve Harvey. Mm. Yes. Oh boy, I'd like to unbutton his choice. Eight button jacket. (laughs) See what's under that purple blazer. Yeah. No, I was just. I googled Jeff Foxworthy naked. Nothing came up. But if you Google Steve Harvey naked, there's a picture of him not wearing a shirt. Oh my! Can you can you describe it? How how high are his nipples? <laughs> From here to Wawa, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to see Jeff Foxworthy naked, uh, you gotta bing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bing's Bing's better for porn. Bing's more nastier. <laughs> that brings us to our sponsor for this week, Bing. <laughs> Do you want a jacket to a comedian who wrote a series of popular bathroom books? Check out Bing. (laughs) At Bing, we nastier. (laughs) Bing, we nasty. Bing, Bing was really Bing was really the queebie of its Mm. day. Yeah, and it was just a fucking good solid punchline or a good solid pull to dick on internet junk. Ah, yeah. God. Bing walked so that Queeby could run. Now, I noticed you feel <laughs> like you pronounce it Queeby. I, I'm a Quibby guy. <laughs> well, let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> no, I think I am. I think I am mispronouncing it. I, I think I've been corrected a couple of times. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it to like be a dick. I, I do. I, that is how I got used to pronouncing it. You like being corrected. You like you. You like the sort of being punished. I do. Yeah. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> I watched an entire uh, Quibi film. I watched an entire film on Quibi. Uh, mm. I don't have Quibi, I have to admit. But Quibi has a very helpful publicist who has been offering us Quibi celebrities for uh, as guests on Bullseye. And they offered us Christoph Waltz, oh, wow. who's a star of uh, The Most Dangerous Game. And... What's funny is they did not send me a Quibi account to watch it. They sent me, you know, like a publicist when you're an entertainment journalist will send you a, a screener link. And often these screener sites are like a total nightmare and then it forgets your password and, you know, whatever. You have to watch it on a laptop. Yeah, I watched it on my home computer. But what's crazy about it is the screener simultaneously had a horizontally oriented phone thing and a vertically oriented phone thing uh, so that I could see what it would be like if I was watching it holding my phone up or holding holding my phone sideways. Hmm. Which one did you pick? Don't leave us in suspense. (laughs) No, it showed them both the whole time. It was very disconcerting. That's what Pink Panther's thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) Just Christoph vaults in two different aspect (laughs) ratios. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dave Shumka, the shrimp king of San Francisco. Yeah. Mr. Shrimpy, lots of shrimp guy. He's a scampy man. Hi. It's a solid bit. Yep. I mean, it's uh, I've heard better. 
<laughs> I'm not saying it's the best bit. <laughs> I'm Graham Clark, Cloud Atlas. So there we go. The book or the film? A little bit of both. Oh, wow. <laughs> little Tom Hanks in Asian face, was it? <laughs> in old face, in Asian face, in Italian face. He did it all. Yeah, well, he's, a, he's one of our nation's greatest treasures. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> oh, speaking of our nation's greatest treasures, particularly in the acting space, uh, do you guys, uh, have you guys heard the good news about Walton Goggins? <laughs> <laughs> he died for our yeah, sins. Yeah. He has risen indeed. <laughs> Praise be to Goggins. <laughs> so we've spent a lot of time uh, on Jordan Jesse Go lately discussing Walton Goggins' uh, signature uh, liquor brand. And you've been discussing this for uh, like four months now? Yeah. Look, we can't, I can't, I'm not even allowed to leave my house, Dave. This is what yeah. we have. Hot Goggins. Yeah, it's either it's either it's either this or like, how's the Deadwood rewatch going? <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching? What are you binging? I mean, if you want to hear, co- what are your comfort watches? <laughs> if you want to hear my favorite kinds of mushrooms to gather in Zelda, uh, I'm I'm glad to run that down for you, but. Otherwise, it's going to be all Goggins all the time. Uh, I apologize. I, I can only apologize. I just obtained uh, the crest of Artorius in Dark Souls Remastered <laughs> to gain access to the Darkroot Garden. <laughs> See, that's the shit the show would be if we weren't playing these Goggins songs, Dave. It would just be a fancy garden party in New Orleans where people are talking about uh, Dark... What's it? What's the game called again? Uh, Dark there, Souls Remastered. It's the first Dark, uh, Dark Souls, Souls Remastered. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? <laughs> well, oh, traverse the steps of An Orlando. Now, can I ask you guys, who's handsomer, Jeff Foxworthy or Walton Goggins? Oh, wow. Walton Goggins. Goggins is gorge. Yeah. Not even a contest. I think that yeah. Jeff Foxworthy has... While certainly Walton Goggins was wonderful in the television show Vice Principals, Mm -hmm. Foxworthy has a more Vice Principal-y handsomeness, (laughs) which is to say he's more stepdaddy. He has, he's more likely to um, sell you life insurance successfully and you're happy with the transaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if we're talking about just straight up rutten, you know what I mean? Goggins all day. And uh, Jesse, do you have life insurance? <laughs> I do have life, in- life insurance. Yeah. I, I, weirdly, I bought it from Larry the Cable Guy. Mm, yes. Get her done now, not later. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Graham. Because I've been taking out, I was thinking of t- taking out a, a policy on you. <laughs> oh, is this, no. this is going to be a double indemnity situation? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> We gotta get Will Forte in here. Yeah, we think Jesse got on the train, but really. So, Walton Goggins has Sorry, spoilers a, for double indemnity. <laughs> Walton Walton Goggins has a line of signature uh, liquors, uh, and particularly we've been most interested in is vodka, and uh, we've challenged our listeners to uh, write and record original songs. <laughs> Or at least original lyrics to classic songs. Right. And the original, uh, Jordan can fill us in on the original idea for a, a 
theme song? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It, w- it went a little something like this. Um, Walton Goggins has a vodka. Walton Goggins has a vodka. Walton Goggins has a vodka. Goggins has a vodka. Walton Goggins. Originally written by Chuck Lorre. <laughs> Chuck Lorre wrote the <laughs> What's first draft of that. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, this is what, Bri- what Brian tells us is that we have received an extraordinary flood just recently of of Goggins songs. That a makes gush, sense. A, Everybody's a gush of Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I Did prefer you know it. That uh, gushers are now made with real Goggins. Free <laughs> <laughs> range uh, Goggins. <laughs> yeah, they had changed the they had changed the formula to uh, to accommodate vegetarians. Uh, um, like Jack in the Box so, tacos. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're basically completely swamped by Goggin's songs. Uh, but Brian has picked a couple of his favorites. Uh, let's hear our first one. <laughs> He's got a fine whiskey. <laughs> He's got a fine whiskey (laughs) When the world is told to stay at home And your Netflix queue suggests the righteous gemstone Well, grab a tumbler cause you're all alone He's got a fine whiskey Yeah, he's got a fine whiskey Sure, he's done other stuff oh, this like is long. Deep State and Six, Gin and Vodka too, maybe. But none of them will ever warm you the way I do. Have a glass or two, boy. And as the drinks go by, wow, this is Walton Goggins, you make me cry. You gotta see Sons of Anarchy. He's got a fine whiskey. <laughs> he's got a Goggins fine even whiskey. On yeah, he's like, got a fine it, but it seems true. Is he mixing it up? It might justified. be justified. Might yeah. be justified. Or the shield. <laughs> what I, my favorite part of that one yeah. was that, sure, at the very end, he used the name Walton Goggins. But previously, it was just mm. he... Uh, with a capital H, like you would refer to God. Yes. Sure. Yes. Well, I think, I think the previous uh, a previous bit we were treating Goggins like a like a deity. So I think this guy Dude, just anticipated what, that. Uh, is, does he make a whiskey or like what? What? I'm not. I don't know exactly what he makes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he so makes. Uh, he's uh, got a, he's an got American a, whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, well, I oh, just I don't know for sure. I yeah, I think so. It's a I think it's a vodka. I think it's a rye, and I think it's a gin. He has a, a, I don't, a vodka uh, drink. He has a whiskey drink. He has a cider yeah. drink. Mm-hmm. He has a lager drink. <laughs> and he promises a little, a little bit of Goggins in every drop. Right? How is that? Has anyone done that song yet? <laughs> no, that would be a real guys. Quick, uh, stop down. I need to garage band something. <laughs> it's from the famous '90s band uh, Goggins Woggins. <laughs> Guys, I think I think we just found the theme of the second season of your hit podcast, our debut mm. album. Yes, we'll be Walton when we're Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear another uh, Goggins tune. 
Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Brian, Sunny D, and I'm guessing special guest Camille Nanjiani. Yep, yep I'm Johnny Rika. And here's a Walton Goggins original for you, based on the cheesy and inspirational songs of the commercials of the 80s and 90s. Enjoy. Well, I know that we've all seen better days than now. Who knows what will come, but we'll make it through somehow. Cause when the going gets tough and your life seems rough, you got to get yourself back off the ground. Roll up. <laughs> and there's a place you can go where the spirits do flow. If you listen closely, you'll hear the sound of God. Fuck yes. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. That shit was mad inspirational, and it's got a beat you can dance to. That's great. I guess I didn't recognize the pair. Was it a, just a style pair, yeah, or was that I a specific think it was song? Just an original. And I like that he did a little a little explanation first about what we were about to hear. That was that, that was, was nice. good. That was a nice that touch. Was nice. We have one left here. This one actually comes with a story. So I was. So, long story short, my life is a living hell. <laughs> and one of the components of this is that my daughter is going to school via Zoom perpendicular to where I sit to work. So her computer camera is pointed at my desk, like pointed past her face at my desk. So at all times, I'm visible on screen to her teacher and classmates. And her classmates are like, why are you watching Christoph Waltz when two aspect ratio? <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it is deeply disconcerting. And just in general, obviously, the world is quite disconcerting. So I was feeling profoundly anxious the other day. And I had an interview booked with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, the creators of uh, 30 Rock and uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And those are two of my favorite shows. I love those shows so much, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. And Tina Fey is one of those people that everybody has for many, many years said, oh, you should get Tina Fey on the show, and we never could. And, and so, you've always been like, thanks. I didn't, uh, what, who, what is she? What does she do? Yeah, tell me <laughs> more about her Thank you for filling background. me in. This is, yeah, this is, if you've ever done, uh, right, if you've ever like pursued any kind of comedy, someone just tells you to get on Saturday Night Live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you should get on so, that. Yeah. You can use this in one of your skits. They'll say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, John Stewart's retiring. You should apply for that job. Right. Yeah. Now, Graham, have you ever used that in one of your skits? <laughs> I, I'm so looking to you, find a way to do it. Okay. So I was sitting at my desk. I was so anxious from being on my daughter's camera and like constantly having to be vigilant to make sure she's engaged with her schoolwork. And this interview I had coming up that I was like, I can't read any more articles about Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. I need something else to do with my energy. And I had made some bold demands on a recent episode of Jordan Jesse Go. 
that I was sick and tired of all these alternative rock and folk rock songs and uh, wanted a little R&B, something with a beat. Um, and so anyway, this uh, in the time that I should have been prepping for my interview, th- this, this was what happened. I mean, you can already tell it's good right at the beginning. This has got that classic groove. Intro's probably too long for this purpose, but it gives the DJ a chance to talk. His name is Walton, he's an actor, and he has a vodka. Potato spirit, he distills it, he transforms it Kafka. Clear as ice flows, and so you know that it tastes like nothing. Go down smoothly, never rudely, soon you will be loving. Drinking with Walton is like heaven if it had a vodka. Giving pleasure to your leisure, Milan to Kamchatka. Sophisticated, now you've made it, it's a classy party. With a few friends, or some new friends, or just Ken and Bobby. Oh, vodka, oh, vodka. A thousand sips from your cup is never too much. I just don't wanna stop. Gargan's vodka, Gargan's vodka. A million mules from Moscow is never too much. I just don't wanna stop. Goggins Vodka, Goggins Vodka. Wow. Folks, this is the only vodka from Walton Goggins, star of television's Justified and the Unicorn at CBS. Don't be afraid to tip one back, but please do it like Walton (laughs) and drink responsibly. Good night and good luck. I wow. just wanted people. To, I yeah. wanted people to leave with okay. a positive message. You yeah. know, Jesse, is this the most you've ever done on this show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's the most prep you've ever say, put into this show. <laughs> I would say. I would say, Dave. There are some who would say that in this case, I am doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Jesse. The people. That's what people want. People want effort. No. I think now here's what want... I liked. I liked. I liked the transformation Kafka. I, th- I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I could tell, like, but this whole show has been building up to that. From your, you started with taters. You then you did a song about <laughs> potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, just Jesse. This Air was uh, airtight. This is this is a feat. Uh, uh, you've really accomplished a lot with this. Magicians call it the prestige. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really noticed that it sounded like the type of song that you composed in front of your daughter's teacher. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I really like truly I was I was so bent out of shape and I'm I'm like trying to figure out words that rhyme with vodka and stuff. <laughs> and I was so nervous when I got connected to Robert Carlock and Tina Fey and somebody was having microphone problems or something. So I'm just I'm just making small talk with Tina Fey who created the funniest television show ever. And uh, I told her about my Walton Goggins song parody. <laughs> oh, no. Why did I do that? And she was like, oh, the connection's her... breaking up. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what did what was her reaction? Uh generous. Okay. She seems like a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the the pinnacle of my career when I did that, but I was Well, Jesse, I I get, the song is great. I mean, that may have been a faux pas. But you 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 certainly you certainly shouldn't be ashamed about that. Oh, Dave's you. cracking up over there. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get the uh, backing track? Is that just like a karaoke track? Take us, take us through the recording process. Mm-hmm. Well, I recorded it in an audio journalism app called Hindenburg, mm-hmm. um, where everything is ends up in like uh, with a weird lag, and so I had to move everything around every time I recorded anything. Oh, the humanity! I did it very quietly uh, because I am sitting in an, in an office. Uh, it was very like a recording studio. Yeah, kind of a, a, some some hushed tones. Sexy. Yeah, very very intimate. Uh, and I sent it. I sent it for a polish to my friend Dan Grayson, uh, a friend of Jordan and mine from college, who uh, is a sometime professional musician. He, he yeah, he dusted did the original Sound of Young America soundtrack. There song. you go. Dave Shumka gets it. Yeah, he knows cut. Dan Grayson of the Moops and the Vintage Blue. Uh, what was yeah, his nickname? So, what did you call him before? Uh, we used to call him Daniel Dan Grayson a lot. No, that wasn't it. Uh, <laughs> DG8K, Dan Grayson and his $8,000 guitar. He got E. coli at McDonald's and uh, got a $20,000 settlement. <laughs> and used, used half of it to buy an $8,000 guitar when he was uh, like 17 or 18 years old. All right. Yeah, no, that wasn't it either. Yeah. But I like oh, that man. better. Yeah, that is amazing. That's a, yeah. I'm trying to think of alternate nicknames that would spring forth from that story. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Di- didn't we call him Undercooked McNugget for a while? <laughs> uh, Dan is also, he's a very, very competent uh, adult these days and uh, not a weirdo like this anecdote might suggest. But. Uh, I remember he was my neighbor my freshman year of college in in the dorms. And uh, he had a website called Dan's Showcase that was dedicated to Heidi Klum. Nice. (laughs) Oh, in a horny way? Eh, Like a respectful horny way. Oh, that's my favorite horny. But but this was before she was a TV host. But I think if you're looking to attract, uh, you know, Heidi Klum fans and, you know, you know, you can get, you know, trade Heidi Klum, you know, JPEGs or whatever. You're definitely going to want to put your, yeah, recipes. <laughs> You're going to want to put your name in the title of the website. Yeah, well, get <laughs> one eye on SEO, search engine optimization. You sure. knew people would be searching for showcases. Yeah, right. Uh, and there's so many Dans in the world, you know? Yeah, you got to figure one of them's a Heidi Klum fan. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it was Dan Grayson, my friend from college. Yeah, well, that was Jesse. That was beautiful. It was really good, and you know, and I think uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, listeners enjoyed that. And if they have somebody special in their life, uh, they turn it on uh, later while they're making love. Yes. God. If yeah. someone does that while they're fucking, they and please no penguins in the pants. I don't want anyone lying about this. If someone plays that song while they and fuck. if you conceive, if you conceive during the sex, then you have to name it. Uh, who is it? Heidi Jesse Klum? Van Dross, <laughs> <laughs> Walton Goggins, 
hyphen clue. The reason the reason I chose that song specifically uh, was partly because I had offhandedly complained that no one had recorded a version of that song when I was asking for R and B songs. Right. Uh, but also just because I thought, well, you know, I'm no Leonard Cohen when it comes to singing, but I'm definitely better at singing than Luther Vandross. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's that classic train of thought. Okay. If you have a Goggin song, you're welcome to send it in to us, uh, 206-984-4 fun. Although, at this point, why bother? Yeah, no. <laughs> JJ, go at MaximumFun.org. But the bar's pretty high now. Yeah, I mean, make it good. But yeah, we're, we're going to think of something fun to do with all the Goggin songs. So uh, so yeah, if you, if, you, if you need to kill some time in your dumb fucking house before you take your stupid little government walk. Yeah, I've already got emails out to DJ Clue and DJ Drama. Okay. And uh, DJ Clume. <laughs> DJ Clue <laughs> from Dan's Showcase. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, Dave Shumka. I'm still here, but I'm, I'm like shrimp so much, and they're little, they can be popcorn, and uh, they're also sometimes uh, slimy, and they got the veins. Yeah. Good bit. Yeah, great bet, Dave. Graham, what about you? Uh, Graham Clark, Walton Goggins theme song. And it goes like this. <laughs> Walton Goggins, something's wrong with that kid. Walton's Goggins, his head don't work, it never did. So there you go. Nothing wrong with Goggins. That's blasphemy. <laughs> his head, it's, it's, it's like he's, he's balding, but he's not. Yes. His forehead is so long, but, but yet there's a full head of hair. <laughs> but he's very handsome. Yes. And he's one of my balding idols. <laughs> who, are the, who, are, who are your top three balders, Graham? Uh, Jason Statham. Mm. I'd say Walton Goggins. And then go for a classic, Jack Nicholson. Ah, uh, great yeah. balder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, Sounds like a real Baldur's Alliance. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Dungeons and Dragons game for the PlayStation 2. It's a real Baldur's Gate. <laughs> it's a real Baldur's Gate. I'm a Mark Strong guy. Oh, yeah, strong yeah. looks really good. It's a little pointy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta have you gotta have a sort of what they what a designer calls an architectural element. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> I think if you've got a proud ridge, that's a good sign. I've been sha- I've been shaving my head not all the way down to the skin, but but uh, pretty close, uh, all the way down to a number one half on the shaver. Uh-huh. And when I shaved my face and did that, I just looked truly awful, just <laughs> grotesque. <laughs> like a, like I would, like I had, like um, I don't know if this is if this really happens, but I imagine that if if they find one of those mob bodies that was sleeping with the fishes, it's all <laughs> puffy and wet. Yeah, that's sort of what I look like. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. That's I don't again. I haven't ever found one of those bodies. You know, I've only tossed them in. 
Give it time. Give it time. You'll get there. Were you doing the eyebrows too, Jesse? That might have been part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't just paint eyebrows over your regular eyebrows. And I wanted, you know, an architectural Mm. element. Yes. yes, Uh, So when something momentous happens to you, call us. 206-984-4FUN. That's 206-984-4FUN. Or just email us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here is our first momentous occasion. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. This is Nick in Houston. Had a question for you more than a momentous occasion. What do you do when the napping drive doesn't work? I just came back from a napping drive with my four-year-old, and I he didn't nap, but I need a nap. He told me every single white truck that we drove past, every single red truck we drove past. We named cows. One of them was named Cinnamon Roll. Another was named Brownie. We talked about how he was going to be a cowboy when he grew up. Uh, we, we, he literally talked for 45 minutes <laughs> without stopping. It was amazing, impressive, and maddening. He's very cute, very sweet, but also did not take a nap. Thank you. First, Love you. Love you Bye. too. Thank you for taking your time with that. Mm-hmm. My, f- <laughs> my first criticism here is a technique criticism. He made a really bad mistake here, which is interacting with his child. Yeah. Mm. The second the child crosses the threshold of the minivan door, the, the, it's as though it's it, it, whether or not you can literally physically hear them, it's like you're driving a limousine home from prom. And you just cannot tell that the teenagers are in the back fucking. Like, <laughs> just a, a plexiglass goes down, a metaphorical plexiglass goes down. You're not encouraging anything. If they're crying, they're crying. If they're happy, they're happy. And then, boom, 150 seconds in, they're out like a lamp. That's my experience. And your other mistake was you drove by cows, the most nameable animals. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So fun to name a cow. And you also said we're going to play white truck, red truck, which is <laughs> a great way to pass the time. I thought that, I initially thought that he said that they that he had been pointing out every light truck. Uh, and I was like, wow, like no love for a full size crew cab. <laughs> Boy. OK, let's take another call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I'm going to guess Paul F. Tompkins. You dream on. This is Tucker calling from Eugene, Oregon, with a moment of redemption. About four and a half years ago, I called in a moment of shame as I was being released from jail. Today, I'm calling to let you know that I'm graduating law school. Hey! While there won't be any sort of commencement ceremony because of coronavirus, they will be mailing me a (laughs) degree, a Juris Doctorate, which I plan to use to steamroll my enemies. (laughs) Uh, You guys have been with me the whole way. Thanks. I love you. Bye. Love you too, buddy. Nobody loved that story. As much as he loved that story, yeah. <laughs> he was really chuckling through it. I was gonna, I was gonna like 
after he after he did the call, I was going to say like, oh, from zero to hero. But I'm like, it, it felt mean to me. So I'm like, you know what? From jail to whale. <laughs> you were once in jail and now you're a whale of a lawyer. <laughs> Law school, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an incredible achievement. You know, um, we had a mayor here in Los Angeles, Antonio Villaragosa who went to a, a, law, a law school called the People's College of the Law. And I drive past it once in a while. My understanding is that they do good work there. It's the Barbizon of law schools. <laughs> it, it looks wor- significantly worse than a Barbizon. It looks like a, a, like a no-television commercial barber college. Mm. Uh, like it is just one storefront on a profoundly dingy street like and it's one of those things where it has a sign but you know like one of the le- one of the letters is swinging upside down you know what i mean yeah like <laughs> it is truly long school what's long school <laughs> <laughs> exactly w looks like an m cuz it's upside down <laughs> yeah i think this guy what i'm saying is i think this guy probably went to that law school we'll see maybe 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 he went to harvard i mean they let in uh, who was it that went to Harvard Law? Was it Danny DeVito? Uh, I don't know. That'd be great. He was a homeless so guy. Joe Pesci. Went to college. With honors. Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Yeah. Oh, sure. In, In which he's, <laughs> he said the famous line, you know, it's the greatest nation on earth. Donation. So there you go. Good line. <laughs> wow. Good line. Because <laughs> it's all about the dough, baby. <laughs> hey, we're laughing at this guy now, but I, who, who, this is the first person I'm going to call if I ever get in a legal jam. <laughs> oh, my God. I've already got, I've already got him on speed dial. Do, sure. do any of you have a lawyer? The way that people are like, I got to call my lawyer. I have an entertainment lawyer, but I don't think he would help with, you know, like public urination right. or something right. like that. Plus, your entertainment lawyer's name is Brad, and he goes to punk rock concerts with you. Yeah, that's true. He's a big uh, strung-out collector. Loves uh, loves uh, trying to get rare pressings of strung-out records. Brad's a cool dude. <laughs> Who was strung out? Uh, they were kind of uh, like a 90s fat record band. A lot, it's really metally. There's a lot of soloing in oh, okay. it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, my sister's a lawyer. I guess my sister, like, is a legitimate, like, lawyer. Oh, so if you ever were like, uh, I'm being detained, you'd call your sister? I think I probably would call my sister, yeah. And she'd be like, oh, I mean, we're not that close. <laughs> Hi, my wife. you don't, uh, you, you might not remember me. I'm your mom's son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joan's son. Um, <laughs> My uh, my wife is a, is a lawyer, although her her law license is uh, I can't remember what they call it. They call it like it's like furloughed or something. Right. Uh, it's t- temporarily not active and has been temporarily not active essentially since she got it. But I do have we. I mean, like we have a lawyer. Like once in a while, we uh, get sued at maximum. Oh fun. yeah, we got it's sued. We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. We have a we have a lawyer. His name is Justin. He's very nice. He went to law school with my wife. Um, he's a, he's a very competent lawyer, very bright guy, and a really solid citizen. But like the skills that it takes to be like a successful business lawyer are like ultimate level life insurance salesman skills. Like you just have to. The only the, I also have a very competent uh, accountant, um, CPA. 
named Zach. And Zach and Justin have such high competency at life relative to me that whenever I meet with them, I feel like they're asking me about what my priorities are and blah, 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 blah. And no matter what I say, their reaction is sort of a gentle concern. You know what I mean? Like, a, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like they say, well, what are you thinking about doing in this situation? I'll tell them ah, something like this. And they go, and they go, oh, huh, uh, hmm. Like that. <laughs> like they could say, what kind of ice cream do you want? And I'd say cookies and cream. And they'd say, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, good luck with that. Get, you can get cookies and cream, they would say. You can. You can. Justin got mad at me the other day because I own my car instead of the company owning my car. Mm. I'm like, I don't even know. What does this even mean? <laughs> uh, Dave Graham, do you guys have legal representation? Uh, no. no, although I have a friend who is uh, kind of a part of what would be considered like the DA in the States. So she's like a prosecuting attorney against bad guys. So that's who I'd call. Ah, we have, I, bad th- you guy, turn, yeah. I think you turn it around. The Attorney General yeah. of British Columbia listens to our show. Is that real? What, and didn't you do a show for his wife? <laughs> like, was it? I did. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. her birthday. Like he, yeah. I, I don't know if he still does, but he used to. There's a woman uh, who's on the Supreme Court of the state of Washington uh, who wrote a note to, to me and said, can I get this Judge John Hodgman tea towel that's discontinued? I want to put it up in my Supreme Court chambers. And I was like, like, frankly, no. Uh, But congratulations on being on a state Supreme Court. I think that begs a question. Who is the highest highest up in the government that listens to this show? And can they get to Patico to reprint something? <laughs> Gosh. I mean, my first thought is, of course, Norm Mineta, but I think uh, he was formerly Secretary of Transportation, but I think he passed away. Mm. Oh, no. So RIP Norm oh, Mineta. Yeah. Rest in peace. Let's see. Yeah, and you know, if no, you're he's out very there, much alive. Norm Mineta. Oh, good. I, I claim that uh, Norm Mineta, uh, the uh, vice, the the Secretary of Transportation in the George W. Bush administration, uh, mm. who was a Democrat, uh, listens to Jordan Jesse Go. And you know what, Norm? If you don't listen to Jordan Jesse Go, call in and tell us. I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, and let us know if you're dead or not. <laughs> Although, but you you might be uh, indicting yourself incriminating yourself i think do we know any public officials that listen to jordan jesse go jordan yeah i mean i don't i'm not off the top of my head but i would i would love to hear from them if uh if they're out there um yeah let 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 us know um and let us know what you can do for us personally (laughs) yeah i mean i've certainly thought about the fact that if i ever wanted to run for office uh this show would preclude that yeah but i mean you know who knows what the future will hold for, you know, government? Like, I mean, we're going to get to a point where, you know, every politician, you know, had a MySpace page, maybe had a, mm-hmm. you know, Battlestar Galactica recap yeah, podcast where they fans. said some stuff that they're not proud of. <laughs> yeah, and OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm on Rand Paul's OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
A lot of foot stuff on there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is surprising for an optometrist. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, we're having fun here. If you're an, if you're an elected official or just a, a relatively high-ranking public official, and by which I mean anything above dog catcher, <laughs> uh, give us a call and tell us. You can, you can, use a, you can not reveal your name if you'd like, uh, but just reveal what your position is yeah. and in what city so we can look up your name. Yeah, but call in with mm-hmm. one of those cool voice disguisers. <laughs> like on oh, the news. That would be yeah. great. That's a dream. Or auto-tune in. Uh, yes. Then it can be a fun late-night comedy bit mm-hmm. from 2011. <laughs> yeah, well. It's still good. Uh, it's still good. Holds up. Also, if you're... Uh, if you're uh, Jason Cruz from Strung Out, uh, let us know if you can help my lawyer get some uh, rare pressings. <laughs> it's like a, if you got a test pressing of. <laughs> yeah, so let, let me just list Transmission the thing. Transmission Alpha Delta. <laughs> if you got any working Strung on Out for test a, pressings. Working on a Strung Out uh, poll, and uh, it's a more recent album. but uh, Three things we want. Number one, Strung Out test pressings. Number two, if you're in a Nardcore band. Uh, number three, if you're a public official, especially an elected official, uh, 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number. JJGO at MaximumFun.org is our email address. And if you can help us out with all three of those things, that's called the prestige. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. La, la, la. Hey, Max Funsters, it's Jesse Thorne. This week on my public radio interview show, Bullseye, I'm talking with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock about creating Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 30 Rock, and also just kind of why they're the best at everything. There was a window of time when we used to go to awards things and pick up our prizes and party with the people from Mad Men. You can find Bullseye at MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Hi, I'm Renee Colbert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Second big news. Mm -hmm. The reviews are in. Mm Mm-hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight. A great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dave Shumka, the shrimp one from three episodes ago. Graham Clark, clean dirt. (laughs) Uh, Well, Dave and Graham, what a a pleasure to have our friends from Stop Podcasting yourself on Jordan, Jesse Go. Oh, and uh, a pleasure for us, too. We'll see you guys at Max FunCon, (laughs) June 4th to 6th. And that'll be flying out to the Fire Festival immediately after. Come to Max FunCon to get your sad cheese sandwich. <laughs> no, it is great. It's great to be on the show knowing that, that not only will we get the eight comments we get on our show's Reddit post, but we'll get the 24 comments from yes. your show's Reddit post. 
Dave, don't uh, listen. Don't drive yourself cra- crazy keeping keeping Reddit scores. You just can't win. I, I, I literally can't. <laughs> I I love stop podcasting yourself so much. It is the it is the original, not produced in my apartment, maximum fun show, uh, and. For great reason, if you're a Jordan Jesse Go fan and you don't already listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself, I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, I listen to it. My wife, who does not like Jordan Jesse Go, loves listening to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's like I would say it's like Jordan Jesse Go, but with uh, fewer of the alienating elements, um, and hosted by better and funnier people. No, stop. Oh. Is that how you're referring to? Is that how you, how you're referring to me, Jesse? The alienating <laughs> element. <laughs> well, I can't just come right out and call you a slur. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, this is just your one of your dog whistles. <laughs> one of my famous dog whistles. Well, that's very kind of you, Jesse. We're 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 thrilled to be joining the network. <laughs> now yeah. 11 years later or whatever uh it's also a, a great place to go if you want to hear dave uh, allude to an alternative rock song from 1997 that was only a hit in canada <laughs> oh, well you guys didn't like navid by our lady peace <laughs> <laughs> you should do a reply all about that <laughs> Uh, Graham, are you still accepting uh, 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 commissions for beard painting? I am. I'll, I'll keep accepting accepting them, and I'll uh, I'll make my way through the list slowly but surely. And these are for charity, right? This is all for charity. A lot of good fun, you know. And then uh, then you know the folks benefit from it. So why not? Why not order one? Is what I say. Yeah, you. Be- I think you get to commission it, and then you get to say what charity it's for. Is that right? Yeah. If if somebody has a charity that they're very close to. And uh, want the money donated there? They can. They can absolutely do that. I'm thinking about commissioning a painting of my favorite subject, the commish. <laughs> <laughs> the Devon Sawa yeah. show. <laughs> he was the son, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he also does obscure he was TV references. I think he was the lead singer of Our Lady Peace. Dave. Uh, that's Rain Maida. Oh. How would you? What did, what's what's the? How would you describe the sound of Our Lady Peace? Oh boy. Well, uh, do you know I Mother Earth from Toronto? No. Oh boy. Mm. Uh, Sorry. But you know okay, well, Chantel Kraviatsik, right? That's his <laughs> wife. So. Uh, I know Bryant Big Country Reeves from Vancouver. <laughs> well, he's actually from Oklahoma. Um, Our Lady Peace was the biggest rock band in Canada for, you know, 1997 to 1997 August. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham, where can people order, uh, where can people commission these beard paintings? Uh, they can go to beardpaintings.com and uh, there's an email link. Can you believe that was available? It was available, so I bought it. <laughs> Seems remarkable. <laughs> Just call Wait. it Graham's Showcase. <laughs> I apologize. Devin Sawa was not the son on the commission. I don't know what, what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> stupid. <laughs> Man, you're dumb. <laughs> Bassist of Sloan, maybe? Chris Murphy? There you go. <laughs> Dave can do this all day. Um, 
Jeez, uh, what's happening again? Oh, we're doing a podcast. Mm. Uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself is the name of David Graham's show. It's really the best. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people I hear like to pick a, a, an episode with special guest Paul F. Tompkins. Paul is a big, big fan of uh, of Stop Podcasting Yourself. Um, but I, you know, I I love listening to the just the latest episode. Uh, it's a it's a delightful program. Um, Thanks. You can also, uh, 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 I don't know. You can listen listen to our show. What else do I have to say? Hashtag it JJ Go on Twitter. Maximumfun dot uh, org is our website. JJ Go at maximumfun dot org two zero six nine eight four four fun. Our producer is Brian Sunny D Fernandez. Uh, thanks to Brian, uh, went, went above and beyond this week, did some extra hard work stuff. Uh, thank you, Brian. Um, uh, our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Uh, apparently, a Jordan Jesse Go listener had uh, Sandy Dedrick from uh, The Free Design as their middle school or high school music teacher. Whoa, Whoa cool. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's all I think uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go MaximumFun.org comedy and culture artist owned audience supported